everybody, and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in Rime of the Frost Maiden Part 25, Sunblight. Today is July 11th, 2021, and you are loved. That is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these sessions. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, including full playthroughs of Ghosts of Saltmarsh, Curse of Strahd, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, Tomb of, Tomb of Annihilation, Tyrant Security, Our Masks, uh, A New Generation, The Green Sun Campaign, and later on in this week, we will also be starting up a City of Mist game. So consider checking that out. It's going to have Danae and Satan and Koss and Greybeard in it, as well as myself. It's going to be a fantastic time. Be sure to check that out. Um, but speaking of other things to check out, you can find us anywhere. Audio casts are made available for free. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, if you go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures, you can check up on our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. So if you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk, feel free to join us again at patreon.com slash indoor adventures. But if you already support us on YouTube, you already support us on Patreon and Twitch and all of those other spaces and you're trying to think to yourself where can I go to help support this incredible show even more guess what buddy I got your back quite literally in fact because if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com we got t-shirts we got posters we got mugs we got throw pillows shower curtains aprons crop tops clocks mugs all sorts of things I might have already said mugs but we have them we also have masks that's right we have face masks with the symbol of tiamat upon them and we also have our pride designs as well so we got a bunch of merch there's still more on the way so consider going to help check that out as well as all of the proceeds from our masks end up going to help support doctors without borders so if you would like to help support a good cause or possibly help support the show you can again go to indooradventure.redbubble.com that is indooradventure no s at the end dot redbubble.com but that is it for my spiel so hey satan who you playing today hi everyone my name is satan and today i will be playing kuori the goliath eldritch knight and we both use she they Oh, hi, it's me, Lizmac. Happy to be back playing our sweet bean rock gnome cleric, Lydia, and uh, we both use she, her pronouns. And I am the indoor adventurer, he, him, and tonight I shall be playing his heart, uh, wood elf, druid. He, we both use he, him. Hey, everybody, I'm Wings, also known as Danae Keener. I'm going to be the DM tonight. I use she, her pronouns. Let's get right into it. We bow to she who wears the crown. Let the world shiver with dread. Clad in winter's whitest gown, her snow enshrouds the dead. When we left off last time, um, I killed half of the guests on this show. Not kidding, I totally did that. Uh, but when I left off with this group, um, <laughs> well, how about I just, uh, well, actually, you guys had uh, gone to a uh, council of the ten speakers uh, and come up with a plan to do a preemptive strike on the Sunblight Fortress before something terrible happened. Uh, and unfortunately, just as you arrived at the fortress, um, you saw a terrible Chardolin dragon erupt from the mountain and start taking wing towards ten towns. <clears throat> and now you stand in the snow uh 
in eerie silence as, well, I mean, not complete silence as you can still hear the chittering call of this mechanical dragon off in the distance. Uh, what is your reaction? Uh, that's not good. Yeah, I that was... is very not good. I feel uh... like Hart's face is just like sheet white uh, seeing this dragon thing fly off. Um, and then just like kind of like frown shadow over his like upper half of face as he re as he like tries to gain some resolve on this. We have to go faster. Yeah, but what ab what about the what about that? What what are we capable fighters down there? We need to deal with quite literally the heart of the problem. Okay. Um. Well, let's 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 go. Um. And as soon as like we start off again, Lydia is going to take one of the um the like magic paper birds that Corey got and essentially like even though she did her sending last night talking to Lucas and her family and all of that, she's gonna just write a good a quick goodbye note and just be like by the way, just saw a dragon heading that way. Uh, okay, love you, bye! <laughs> Hope it's faster than the dragon. <laughs> Where's that bird going? It's going to Lucas. Okay. Paper bird to Lucas. Uh, do me a favor and write that. Uh, contents of that bird. Uh, maybe yes. not necessarily now, but like I, I would like the, the contents of that bird, you know, for the future. I will give you the innards <laughs> of the bird. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> I want those bird innards on my desk by Monday. Give me the gizzards. <laughs> All right. You have three chances, Parker. <laughs> okay. I got this. We can do this. This is fine. <laughs> Beyond the snowy foothills, low-lying clouds obscure the icy peaks of the gargantuan mountains that form the spine of the world. Eventually, you get above the clouds and behold a sheer mountain wall rising more than a hundred feet before you. Carved high on the wall are rows of arrow slits, with lights burning behind them and clanking sounds issuing from them. A narrow staircase, hewn from the rock, leads up along one side of the wall. This appears to be the only entrance. Um, so I think knowing that this is going to be one of the only entrances, Hart is, um, it's going to like pull his friends close, um, and say, I don't know if they have any more things like that giant metal thing that flew out, um. Uh, but we should probably be careful. And he's going to use a second level spell slot to cast Pass Without Trace. So we each Ooh. gain plus 10 to our stealth. Adorable. Okay. I love I it. I needed that. Um, all right. All right. Let's be careful. Stealth in. See how far we can get before anybody notices us. Okay. Okay. I will quite literally put on my sneaky boots. Uh, because 
Lydia now has disadvantage on stealth attacks, but she has boots of elven kind, so it makes it moot. Love it. I literally have sneaky boots. Alrighty. Uh, moving east from the top of the stairs leads you to the entrance of the fortress, a ten-foot-high double door of featureless stone. An arrow slit facing in your direction guards the approach. Um, it's the exact same thing. Oh, great. Oh, um, as as you approach this fortress, you do find that like it is absolutely featureless. It seems that the Duragar have no interest in any sort of decoration. Uh, all just like very blocky features. Everything's very utilitarian. Brutalist. Yes. Um, and you approach uh, these these doors are about as uh, twice as tall as you are, Kuori. Well, at wait, hold on. No, you're like nine feet tall, right? Yeah. Yeah, so like there's a, they're they're ten feet tall, so they're like closer to like twice as tall as heart if you don't count the antlers, um, <clears throat> and you you sort of approach these doors and they look very thick, uh, and they look very immovable, and they're closed right now. Yes. Okay. Uh. So there's the doors and then the arrow slit. Yes. Okay. Let me see what I have um, in my spellbook. Heart. Mm. So for the arrow slit, I want to sneak. Like, is it like up high? Like, or would we be able to like get a look see inside to see if there was anyone there? Uh, I want to say that you it, it is about the same level. Like, you could, like, peer okay. in. I would like to do that, please. Uh, <laughs> Get an arrow in the other in your only good eye. However, uh, uh, I do have my nature's mantle, so I can hide uh, in an area that is lightly obscured, even if I am being directly observed. Okay. I, I would like to get uh, stealth checks from everybody as you are beginning to approach enemy lines. That is going to be a 19. 19? Yes. That's pretty darn good. Uh, you peek in. Uh, you find that the interior is very dark. You do have dark vision, so you're able to uh, gain a, a pretty good idea of what's in here, uh, though uh, devoid of color. Um, you can see that there are braziers of glowing hot coals. Um, they seem to not be there for any sort of lighting purposes. You would presume that they are to for, for heat more than anything else. Okay. Um, so, like, peering in, uh, you can see a uh, sort of a, a box-like mechanism in the middle of the room. Uh, and it has a, a door sort of going into it. Um, you can also see off to the left, there is another door. Uh, and down the right wall, uh, peering in through this arrow slit, you can see that there are more arrow slits. Okay. Um, with your passive perception, you also see, uh, like, immediately in front of you, um, 
just a, uh, a, a warm, humid cloud of air blows out uh, kind of between your antlers. Uh, and you, you look up and it's just coming out of nothing. It's, but it's, it's unmistakably like the breath that comes out of a, a living warm body in mm-hmm. the cold. Gotcha. Um, That'd be interesting. Go to someone else, I'm thinking, and I also have to find the right notebook that I had things written down in. Okay, Um, uh, what are Lydia and Quarry doing as Hart peeks in through the arrow slit? Uh, did you ask for a stealth check from everyone, by the way, or just from Hart? Yes. Uh, 20, like 21 show. from... Very good. Okay. Uh, don't forget to add plus 10, by the way. Corey. Yeah. Yeah, because I have disadvantage. Uh, <laughs> thank God, that was a 14. All right. With the plus 10. <laughs> Could have been worse. Could have been worse. Okay. Could have uh, been four. What, <laughs> what are the two of you doing? Um, I think that... Lydia is like seeing Hart peek in and she's just taking a few moments and and it's really hitting her. It feels like this moment right before a very important test at school where you know that you've you've studied all you can and yet you still feel woefully unprepared. So she is doing the equivalent of checking her pencils and um so she's literally like going through her magical components bag scanning around us to make sure no one's watching uh readjusting the straps on her boots just anything to keep busy um and also keep an eye out everywhere okay uh quarry's going through their spell book um (laughs) Question. Uh, yes. Does this door count as an object? Um, I I want to know why before I answer this question. <laughs> I have I have the spell anime object. Ah, I see. Uh, I I believe anime object counts for something like an object of a particular size. It goes anywhere from tiny to huge. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. So, Kaori, you're standing in front of this door uh, and kind of, like, looking at it, uh, kind of appraising it. So, like, hmm, would I consider this to be huge-sized? And, like, Lydia and Kaori are both kind of messing around with their magic stuff. uh, And Hart is peering in through this uh, arrow slit. When Hart, um, you see that, uh, that, that humid air, like, kind of stop. Um, and then you hear kind of a mechanical sound, and looking off to your left, uh, you see a lever being pulled down, and then there's a ka-chunk, and the doors begin to open. Like the front doors? Yes. Okay. Oh, no. Hate that. (laughs) Don't like it. Hate that. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, Hart is, uh, you see him sort of like... Do, 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 like really quickly up to like where the door would open and like stay open but just like on the other side of the door because we need to get in 
So his thought is like, okay, once the door's open and people, like the majority of folks go out, boop, boop, like just like hook in as quick as possible. <laughs> okay. I think uh, the idea will fall open. Yeah. As these doors open, there's likewise a portcullis uh, behind that also begin to raise. Um, and you are welcomed by an empty vestibule. However, uh, those of you with good passive perception can hear, uh, you see off to the left, there is another arrow slit, uh, and you can hear that there are sounds of merriment and uh, like basically partying. Uh, like you hear a, you hear a cork pop uh, and, a, and a bunch of cheering. Um, and uh, <laughs> you can also hear the sound of someone approaching that arrow slit to come and see wh why that portcullis just raised. You know what? I'm not gonna <gasps> wait. I question. This is the second Answer. question. Okay. Avarice the tiefling. Yes. Her familiar was a bird or was an imp who preferred to disguise themselves as a bird? That's I think that's privileged information, but for <laughs> my for my memory, that was a raven. Okay. Just wanted to just wanted to know. Cause imps can turn <laughs> invisible. So I was just like, ah oh, shit, is like it's our we, man on the inside. Can, you know what else can turn invisible? Lots of things. Guards. <laughs> so uh, Lydia will Lydia will cast see invisibility. So I have it up for an hour. Okay. Um, cool. Just as a note to our devilish DM. All right. I see invisible people. <laughs> I I like to think that at the same time that uh, Lydia's doing that, Corey's actually casting invisibility on themselves. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. Um, just writing myself a note here. It says Lydia sees all. I'm putting it right here. Arn Tootin. <laughs> monitor. No more surprises for Lydia. Lydia's done with surprises. Okay. Right. Uh, right in front of you, uh, there is a door uh, that opens up to a hallway. Uh, as I said, everything in this fortress is going to be dark, as all of the residents have dark vision. Uh, aside from uh, just these braziers filled with coal uh, that like just have like low glowing dim coals. Uh, so there is dim light throughout the, the fortress, but for the most part, it's dark. Uh, if I remember correctly... Corey doesn't have dark vision, but Hart does. Yeah. All right. You you feel very familiar. Tap 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 on your on the like side of your thigh, and it's just me reaching up and giving you eyes of night, and you feel your eyes, your pupils dilate. Okay. <laughs> so that that port, uh, the do doors open, the portcullis goes up. Uh, Hart darts in and kind of like sits in underneath the arrow slit. Corey uh, taps herself and turns invisible. Um, and you see briefly, uh, a person just sort of darken the arrow slit and kind of peek out briefly, sort of shrug and then go back to whatever merrymaking they were doing. Uh, it seems that your stealth checks were good enough to get past their, uh, uh, uninterested gaze. Heart? <laughs> yeah, um, I think Lydia will sort of, like saunter ahead uh she can see where kawari is still um, yeah so she's just gonna be like literally like one 
one Goliath step ahead, which is like five steps for Lydia <laughs> um, from Kawari. <laughs> um, just like checking for any invisible people, listening with my, my, my gnomish ears, just looking out. All right. Uh, as you step in through the vestibule, you come into a hallway. To you, directly to your left uh, is another pair of double doors. Uh, from behind, you can hear a lot of people talking and laughing and uh, making merry, uh, as it seems that they feel that uh, they have uh, uh, they have basically assured victory by you know sending off the Chardolin dragon. Uh, I, what comes to mind is that one scene in Incredibles. Where, um, like they they shot off the uh, the 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 doomsday robot into the town, and like all of the henchmen are like in their little RV with like champagne bottles and stuff. Um, quick question: Can you just so the doors? They're double doors, yes. Yes. Uh, to your right, there is a long hallway with several other doors uh, Do branching off. The doors open inward towards the room, or outward towards where we are. I have to think about how Duragar would construct this sort of thing. Um, well, fire codes say that like uh, doors should open towards the exit, right? Correct. Sure. Um, so yeah, I think that they would open towards you. All right. Um, Lydia is going to take a moment and using some of her 50 feet of hemp and rope, tie the two doors uh like the door handles together um so that if someone were to try to open the doors from the inside they would meet resistance of very well tied knots i love that <laughs> well done this is done thank you would you like any sort of like dexterity check or anything to see how well i tie the ropes i i feel like this is i i feel like you're just is this you do this Okay. It'll it'll have the same effect regardless. Oh boy. <laughs> I did a thing, guys. <laughs> you did. That rope right. is definitely not gonna snap. So to your to your left or uh is the double doors. Uh to your right is a long hallway. Um the first intersection that you come to uh as you come down this hallway creeping quietly uh to your left there's another set of double doors uh silence beyond uh and to your right is a shorter hallway that ends in uh the room that heart was peeking into earlier just go the other way just we don't need to go in that room i feel like <laughs> if anything heart would like whisper to lydia be like there were invisible guys in there like, let her know what he saw. Got it. Thank you. All right. Let's just continue on then. Very quietly. You guys need to stop whispering. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Heart's the Me. only one who can't see Corey. It's Corey. <laughs> I feel like he would have seen her like invisible yeah. up. Mm -hmm. And so yep. he's just like, all right, this has happened before. Kitty. Sadie. All right. Are you going to go through the double doors to your left? Uh, continue forward down this very long hallway. 
uh, or are you going to go into the room on the right that had the invisible people in it? Can I do a perception check on the double doors to the left? I believe yes. it's the left. To see if I hear anything. Absolutely. Or feel any heat. And just to, like, refresh <laughs> my memory, um, we know that wherever we're supposed to be going is, like, at the heart of the mountain, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we, we vaguely know we gotta go, go, gotta go a ways in. in. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought I had remembered correctly, but it's, it's, it's been a while. As they say. Uh, what's that perception check? 12. 12. Okay. Uh, you stand before the double doors, uh, kind of press your ear to them, and you hear nothing beyond. I hear nothing beyond. <laughs> well, you know, we have to go pretty far into the mountain. Do you think it's it's worth spending the time checking each room versus just beelining it before someone notices that we're here? Let's beeline it. <laughs> All right. You just hear, well, you can see it, but the heart just hears footsteps going away. <laughs> Let's beeline. All right. Uh, so you're just going to continue down the hallway? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the next intersection that you come to is more double doors to your left. Uh, and then to the right, you can see that there are bars. Uh, and as you approach the bars, you can see that it just goes, like, to darkness below and darkness above. It's It, it seems to be just a, a large shaft. If I, uh, if Corey reaches a little bit in, can they feel, can you feel heat? Cold. cold. Nothing. Okay. Um, do we have to do we have to go like down? Down like, the shaft? I don't think that this is going to be the best way that we can get down there. Because if we if we use rope or we climb down in some way, shape, or form, then that doesn't secure us a good exit. That's true. You're really smart, Clark. Really I don't want to die down here. <laughs> I don't want to die down here. Uh, while you guys are uh, talking sort of conspiratorially here in the middle of the hallway, uh, heart your ear sort of pricks backwards. Uh, as you can hear very soft footsteps uh, approaching you from the direction that you just came. Uh, and you turn to look and you see nothing. Uh, but Lydia, when Hart's head turns, you look uh, to like, you know, you've learned look. to like look whenever Hart looks at something. Um, and you see uh, approaching you at a, a very soft creep is a Duragar. And right when Hart looks at him, he just pauses. Just one Duragar? Yes. Lydia casts sleep at second level. <laughs> okay. 
just instantaneous little dances. Shh. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Shh. I just want to double check that I get second or higher. I get two extra D8. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so seven D8. Hold on. Was second level overkill? I, I don't know, but I, sleep has not been kind to me. Oh, 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 that's good. 37 hit points. Oh my gosh. Thunk. He just hits the ground. Uh, you see him begin to say something, um, but there are no weapons in his hands as he does so. He brings up his hands placatingly, and then just his eyes roll back in his head and he falls. Lydia's gonna take a couple minutes and tie him up and tuck him into a corner. <laughs> She's still got the rope out from the doors. And she's just gonna tie his hands and feet together and put him in a corner. Alright. <laughs> uh, yeah. Listen, I just... Lydia also feels the need to, like, justify her actions to heart. And I'm just... <laughs> look... I just want, don't want, I don't want to hurt anybody I don't have to hurt, and I don't want anybody knowing we're here. He's just gonna have a nap. Um, it, it's just, you know, he looks like he could use a really good night's sleep, and it's it's a really restful sleep. Um, if you don't want anybody knowing that we're here, do you have, like, anything to, like, keep him from talking to his friends when he wakes up? If he wakes up. Oh, he'll definitely wake up. Lydia will rip a piece of her shirt off and use it as a gag. <laughs> so she'll tie it. She'll tie it. So these halls are very Spartan. There, there is no, no like decoration of any sort. Where exactly are you hiding this guy? Just into the pit. <laughs> <laughs> is there like a little bit of a cove where the shaft is? Yeah, I'd say so. We're just gonna tuck him right in there, and we're gonna do this all very quickly because sleep just, only lasts a minute, and we're gonna run. So but just quiet, like, tuck run. him in there. Just okay. Like, just, just tuck him in there, Lydia. All wait, right. <laughs> we have an opportunity here to ask them where the fucking forge is. I see your point, and raise you. Uh, uh, I'll punch them if they try to start something. Wouldn't you just be able to, like, look around in his noggin to find it? I could, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I believe he has to be conscious to do that, though. Well, let's wait for a minute. He's already tied up and gagged. Or she. I don't know. Yeah, they. Yeah, they. Um. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hart just has, like, the butt of his staff up. This poor Durgar's gonna wake Hart can also cast sleep. It's called shillelagh, and I only can do it a few times. to use his staff. Okay, so, to set the scene, I would like to think that we've placed... Lydia will have, with this new plan, Lydia will have placed the sleeping Durgar... So that half of its body is over the, the the pit of the shaft, so that like threatening, 
Yeah. Vaguely, but not in any way where it's going to wake up and immediately fall back or anything like right, that. Right, right, right. Uh, right, right. And the three it's of like, us are just going to be standing over him. <laughs> it's like, we could just push you into this shaft, but we're not going to because we're such good friends. Yeah. Lydia's going to wait a minute until he wakes up. All right. Uh, his eyes flutter open, uh, and he just kind of looks surprised at the three of you. Um, we mean you no harm. Does Lydia know what language Duragar usually speak? Do they have their own dialect? Do they speak? Uh, typically common? it's dwarvish or undercommon. I think I know one of those languages. I don't know though. Features and traits, right? That's where languages are. Uh, proficiencies in languages. Sure don't, but I have telepathy. So in his head, I will say, we mean you no harm. Uh, that's why we didn't attack you. We just had to make sure that you weren't going to attack us. Um, we need to know where the forge is. Can you please... Tell me where the forge is. Don't worry, you just have to think it, and I'll hear it. Have you sampled Musgard's mushroom ale? Lydia will turn <laughs> to Corey and her. Like, God damn it, guys, he's a telemarketer. <laughs> is he trying to contact you? No, it's literally an extended te warranty. It's a telepathic marketer. <laughs> I'm getting the sneaking suspicion that I, re I need to renew my car insurance. <laughs> Is car what you named your axe beak? <laughs> no, that's basket. Um, I don't believe that I have, but I'd be more than willing to try some after we finish a, a little task that we have. Can you please direct me to the forge? I could do that. But I really think that you should sample the ale first. See, my mom, she, bless her heart, she's such a wonderful lady, but she raised me that you have your dessert after dinner. And and right now, us doing our, our job is dinner, and trying that ale would be dessert, and I would be I, I disrespecting you, my I mother. I assure you, dinner will be served. <laughs> is Lydia translating this? The metaphor isn't translating well. Lydia will just say that out loud. <laughs> is it possible that he might be telling us that there is something important in the ale hole? Um, Lydia's gonna do just like a quick scan uh, for thoughts and feelings uh, like perhaps an insight check but to, with her telepathy sure sure sure, sure. Um, I, I believe that like there's a uh, there, there's a check to, to do to like delve deeper into someone's mind it's a wisdom saving throw I believe okay, I can I will do that double a three check. is not gonna make it he's an open book what do you want okay cool so I want to get like general vibes from general vibes uh, from this uh, Durgar are they like trying to be coy and like secretive and like like 
like Corey mentioned, like try to give us information without giving us information. Sure, um, sure. Or do they just really like ale? <laughs> uh, I want to say that it's a yes to all of the above. For, fair, first man. of all, first of all, his name is Drez. Drez, uh, love it. <clears throat> second of all, um, he is trying to be coy, um, ah. and the. Uh, the, the phrase, have you sampled the Musgart, or have you sampled Musgart's mushroom ale, is actually a call and response. Um, and oh. the answer to that is, I, uh, I seek a more potent poison. Uh, Lydia will immediately say, I seek a more potent poison. <laughs> Because um, since he failed the save, he has no idea that she's, like, diving around, other than the fact that she's communicating oh, telepathy. To oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, and he just, like, nods to you very, like, enthusiastically and, like, you know, takes his bound hands and points at the door behind you. Open the door slightly. Uh, in there, there is a slightly warmer glow. Uh, you can smell, uh, like, freshly cooked food, uh, like roasting meats, uh, and you can hear the sound of pots and pans kind of being clanked about. Um, do I get from poking around the sense that Drex is friendly towards us? Like... Does he seem perturbed that there is... Because you, they can't you see Glory, but they can see Hart and I. You get the idea that um, he's scared of you, and uh, he's scared of the other people that are here, uh, but you get the idea that like he believes that you and he are on the same team. Oh! <clears throat> Lydia will take a moment and she's going to just sort of like the Durgar are very small, yes? Size wise? Uh they are they are medium Four creatures. Size. Medium. Yeah. So okay. like height wise, yes, small, but like they make up for it in girth. But like eye level with Lydia type deal? Yes, absolutely. Lydia will just kind of place a hand very affectionately on Drex's shoulder um, and say, I'm glad to have met you, friend, telepathically. I've been tasked with a very difficult job and I will require your assistance. I am thankful that my gods have made me powerful enough that I can communicate telepathically and also, if need be, defend myself from within the minds of my enemies. <laughs> you, you, I, I never like to use my powers, but there is nothing like seeing someone's head explode. Uh, please l lead the way. And she's going to untie him. <laughs> I was going to say, like, he's from the Underdark. Like, he knows a thinly veiled threat when he hear one, hears one. But, like, that's not even thinly veiled. That that veil is darn transparant. He, he she nods. Will, she she will also reiterate, 
this is of the utmost importance, and I value my work. <laughs> it's thinly veiled and like a magician pulling the fucking tablecloth off and leaving everything on top of the table. <laughs> yep. Um, he he said, like you said, uh, you value your work, uh, and as you untie him and he takes the gag off, he says, and I value my life. Uh, and he just kind of taps his head, stands up, looks back and forth uh, down both hallways, uh, and leads you across the room. That we have in common, Drex. And, and quietly, Lydia will say, this is my good colleague, Hart. Um, and although you cannot see them, I have one more friend with us as well. Uh, Corey, say hello. Hi. Come up here. Jumps a little bit. Okay. So please. she'll pat his head just so he knows how big she is. <laughs> how big and scary she is. Yeah. Just pat, pat. She currently means you no harm, Drex. Currently. Good. <laughs> uh, he goes over to those double doors and pulls them open very carefully. Uh, and then, like, Almost like a doorman, he kind of steps in and then, like, does a little half bow and gestures into the room. Okay. Into the belly of the beast. Heart, like, when you say that, Heart's expression is just like, wait, if we're inside of a beast? Like, he has, like... It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor, Heart. It's a metaphor. I was yeah. trying to be cool. I was trying to be cool. We're inside of a whale, Heart. <sighs> <laughs> he can't right. see Kaori's expression but I imagine it's just one of those like I don't yeah. know inside of a whale uh, you creep into the room three braziers uh, braziers, braziers, braziers braziers, braziers no go back Ew, the other one. <laughs> a lot of merriment going on here oh. what else are they making in this forge okay we I've can maybe have dessert best. before dinner <laughs> Melancholy. Three braziers, heaped with glowing hot coals, illuminate and heat this long hall. At the eastern end is a hexagonal stone table surrounded by six stone chairs. Seated in the chair, facing the door, is a haggard old duragar with long black hair streaked with ribbons of white and fingernails like shards of iron. She is devouring a hearty buffet of cooked meats, mushrooms, and strange underdark fare. Lurking next to her is a small mechanical dragon made of a shiny black substance. Hunched over a hot stove on the west side of the room are three Duragar cooks. At the sight of you, they drop their utensils and reach for the weapons, but the old Duragar says something in Dwarvish and keeps them all at bay. Can so, like, those three Duragar cooks, like, all grab their utensils and go like, ah! Like, pull, hold up, like, knives and butcher chop, like, you know, like... Like the, the the choppies, you know, like all yeah. various different ut cooking utensils, uh, and she just sort of croaks out something in dwarvish, and they all like, you know, just sort of like look back at her and then peer at you suspiciously, but then get back to work, sort of still uh, shooting glares at you. Uh, and the old Duragar lady sitting at this hexagonal table um, lights up a cigar uh, and goes, "Well, come on over." I presume you're here to sample the ale. Uh, we require a, a stronger 
poison. A more potent poison. Po more potent. <laughs> There's something lost in translation. Do you know what we mean? Ah, yes. The most potent, potent poison there is. See, it's a difficult word. Treachery. Potion maker. I I'm going into battle. <laughs> I'm going to destroy you. Potion. Uh, she gestures to some empty chairs at her table. Uh, question, DM. Do I know what call this is? Like, what group of people this call is for? Uh, I would say no. Okay. This is kind of new. Okay. They just made it up yesterday. They think they're very clever. Oh uh, my god, they're so clever. As Lydia is going to take a seat at the table, uh, she wants to surface thoughts, scan uh, the lovely old lady, and get just just to see if they have any idea that Quarry is there. Like, sure. do I get the impression that they can see invisibility or that they noticed that Corey is there? That's a good question. <clears throat> should probably check. Uh... Oh, interesting. I guess that's true. Uh, surface scan. Uh, it seems that she believes that there are new two newcomers here. Lydia will then place a thought in Corey's mind to stand uh, behind Lydia's, like, Lydia's yeah, chair. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, that she's gonna just stand behind Lydia's <clears throat> chair. Um, and, like, Lydia will have communicated this with Corey ahead of time, but Lydia will just wave a hand and the chair will move back so that Lydia can sit in it like a, a waiter pulling back the chair. But it's Corey. <laughs> And Lydia will have a seat. Okay. It's a power move. <laughs> She's just taking long puffs from her cigar, waiting for you to be seated. Yeah, Hart sits. I mean, he was probably um, sitting before all this. Like, she was just like, ah, take a seat. And he was like, I see no problem with this. And just... Um, she sort of ashes her cigar just onto a empty plate at the table, uh, and she says, allow me to be the first to welcome you to Sunblight Fortress. I am Grand Belfa Musgart. I'm Char. Uh, and she just sort of, like, gestures towards you, uh, with her <laughs> claw-like hands. Is it one of those things where it's like, I'm waiting for a response to this gesture or just a general gesture. gesture. It's just kind of a general gesture. She like starts yeah. it, but like you get the idea it's kind of sarcastic because she gives you like a, a wink and a smile afterwards. And then she just sort of shrugs. Well, I'm, I'm heart. And if you're charmed, we probably have something to take care of that. <laughs> he doesn't get out much, does he? Bless him. We try. Uh, she ashes her cigar again. So, am I right in assuming that you're here to kill King Zadarak? Actually, not really. 
Not explicitly. I wasn't informed that that was the operation that was going on. There was another thing that we had to take care of, but as far as killing him, I don't think that was on the docket. Necessarily. But, do you know where there's... you puffing on her cigar. Do you know where there would be... Um, like... It would be at the center of a forge. I've been having dreams about it for a while now. And then an old lady told me that it was like the heart of a red dragon, I think, that was beating heart, in there. Heart, maybe just, we, maybe we, we don't need to talk about your dreams right this second. Um, she called them visions. I don't know what that means. <sighs> oh, Corey. What do I do? Lydia will I just say this. I can't talk right now, so this is all up to you. Uh, you can always communicate with her telepathically. Yeah, Lydia. So yes, I, don't have... I don't have the stone thingy. Yeah, it's a one-way radio now. Is it? Yeah. Um, I mean, like, you can listen to Corey's thoughts. Yes, I. but I have to be the one to, like, activate that chair. Yeah. Right. Um... I think that Corey's just thinking really hard. Yes, let's kill him. Yes, let's kill him. Yes, let's kill him. Yes, let's kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel as though. Yes, let's kill him. Yes, let's kill him. I feel as though my friend, my friend Hart may have. Um, he's very mission oriented, which we very much appreciate. Um, and Lydia is just sort of going to continue to sort of fanfare verbally while scanning um, the thoughts of our uh, Duragar cigar queen here uh, to see if that is something that they are wanting. Like, is it like a, ah, oh, yes, you're here to kill him. Please go right ahead. That would, uh, that would help us. Or, ah, oh, yeah, you're here to kill him. We got to stop you. Yada, yada, yada. You get the idea that the right answer is yes. Yes. To make a long story short, yes. Uh, that is exactly why we are here. Good. Because that's exactly what I would like from you. Well, it seems that this friendship is off to a very great start. Indeed. Uh, and she, like clatters out uh, two cups uh, and takes like a very uh, heavy looking ceramic jar, pops off a cork uh, and begins to pour. Uh, and she hands those two cups to you guys. Um, getting a, a good sniff of it, it seems to be a very strong ale of some sort. Uh, it has a very kind of savory umami after aftertaste to the scent. The mushroom ale. My. It's my family's specialty. Uh, you see, <clears throat> good old Zodrak is looking to make an alliance with the Muzgart clan. Uh, he's had his eye on pretty little me for quite a while now. Uh, and he's looking to take me on as his fourth wife. See, I'm not exactly too keen on that. Not really interested in living in your disgusting sky world. It I like to keep a roof over my head. You, you hear what I'm saying? 
hey, you know, whatever floats your non-existent boat, whatever yeah. rocks your mountain. We have boats, dear. Don't be so close-minded. My apologies. <laughs> on the rivers, Lydia. How dare you? You can't just <laughs> ask people why they don't have boats. <laughs> Corey just hears, like, in her head, a panic voice. Listen, I'm trying to hold it together here. You are invisible, and normally you I are intimidating one. Granted, she just literally called uh, the surface world a disgusting sky world. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know what? I've been there. There's parts that aren't great. There's parts that are great. You know, you, you get it all. <laughs> oh, bless. <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, he brought me up here trying to woo me, gave me the gift of this thing, uh, and the the little uh, mechanical dragon kind of hops up into her lap and gives like a, a little like mechanical screech. Um, she's like, it's made out of that uh, Shadowlin stuff that he's been so keen on collecting. It's a pseudo, pseudo dragon. Right. Regardless, mm -hmm. I'm not interested. So I thought I'd put together a good old-fashioned coup. Love a good coup. You know, coo-coo ka <laughs> There's just a pinch on her shoulder. <laughs> I feel like if no one was watching or looking out for it specifically, Hart would have been curious about this mushroom ale. Mm-hmm. Oh no. So there is like a, there's like a, a, a decent bit gone and when she says a good old fashioned coup, he sort of chuckles to himself and staff of bird calls makes like a pigeon coup noise. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. I love him. I love him so much. Oh, bless his heart, literally. Um <clears throat> So I, I see that our interests do seem to align, um, other than directions. What other support can you uh, offer to us on this endeavor? Well, uh, seems you've already picked up our cute little saying. Uh, that's how you can identify other people who are in on the whole scheme. Uh, given enough time, I think I can turn most of Sunblight Duragar against Zodorak. Uh, there are quite a few that have already pledged their loyalty to me. Granted, it's not all of them. Right. Um, excellent. That... Do we know of any known weaknesses or uh, like that tickly spot at the back of his elbow or something that just we should aim for weaknesses maybe not so much but strengths I would say try and keep him out of his temple to the deep duera the statue in there does he often does he often come out of his temple he tends to roam. 
So he does go in there to pray every now and then, but he's not there 24-7. Theoretically, if you were, seeing as how he is your, at this moment in time, future husband. I haven't, I haven't promised anything yet. Right. But theoretically, if you were to perhaps invite him to a certain place at a certain time, far away from his temple, would that be something that he would listen to? Yes. But, mind you, I've gotten a good number of the Duragar onto my side. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've gotten enough of the Duragar onto my side. Oh, I'm not exactly are... willing to pull the trigger on this coup without knowing for sure you guys are going to be enough to tip the scales. I'll help you, but I'm not going to put my neck on the line for you. I assure you we're... Lydia has like this like bravado on right now where she can do no wrong and say to but she's like, I assure you we're... More than enough to tip the scales. Um, I know we don't look like much, but we have a few tricks up our sleeves. I'm sure. So what would be your suggestion, your perfect idea for this coup? And then we'll, we'll take that, we'll take what we want, and meet a compromise where we're only about, both parties are about 60% happy, that's a good compromise. Well, first of all, Zodorak has been capturing monsters, creatures, uh, other such critters from the Underdark, and he's been planning on releasing them on the surface to do his bidding. Likewise, he's been capturing creatures on the surface. So, if you're able to get into the dungeons without being detected, I'm sure you can stage a small uprising. By letting the tiger out of the zoo, if you will. If you will. Right, of course. See, the problem with that plan is that an angry, hungry tiger is... An angry, hungry tiger, they don't usually have much allegiances. I know that you would wish to protect your neck, but I wish to protect mine and my friend's meaty bits as well and don't really want to get eaten by a tiger. So there is a slight flaw in that plan unless we can be guaranteed that they will only go after him. I think that you're misunderstanding me here. It's not exactly tigers in those cells. Bears? Whales? Lions? Oh my. People. So not whales. No. Not whales. I'm on board for this plan. Yeah, I mean, if we can reason with them, then, you know... That being said, he's also got a, uh, one of them there, mushroom people. Are we drinking them? <laughs> uh, she, like, checks the bottle. No, not this batch. 
heart just like immediately like <laughs> pushes it forward. He <laughs> doesn't want this anymore. That's probably for the best. <laughs> um. So you're suggesting that we sneak into his dungeon free slash liberate the people and creatures that he is housing there and then as a collective force kill him yeah that's about what I'm suggesting yeah okay. or try of course of course um I I have no doubts in that when I would like when when we want someone dead they cease to exist um Lydia again is like you wouldn't see it on the outside, but those who know Lydia like you can see like beads of sweat starting to form on her hairline of just like I'm talking a very big game right now, but this lady is intimidating and I know. Just let like her invisibly it. patting the beads of sweat with her clothes. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> but what I was getting at talking about this mushroom creature. Right, right, right. Uh it gives off these spores that can reanimate corpses. Oh! Unideal. Yeah, so just, you know, watch out for that. Right, right. Okay, so forgive me, I obviously, as you know, I'm, I'm not around from these here parts. Uh, can you kindly just... Do you have a map? Uh, or could you... And Lydia will, like, wet her finger with the mushroom ale, stick it into the ash from the cigar, and start drawing on the stone table, um, like, the room that they're in. Just be like, mm -hmm. can you just elaborate on where everything is located, uh, including the forge and the temple? Okay. Uh, she will take a few moments um, to sort of, like, do a rough map mm -hmm. uh, before you. Uh, and give you a, a general idea of the layout of the place. Mm -hmm. um, it seems that there is a, like, the, the majority of this fortress is, like, at least 100 feet below. Uh, what you are on now is considered the command level. Um, at the end of this hallway uh, that you guys were headed down are uh, Zardarok's son's chambers. Um, and... One of them has been missing for quite a while now, presumed dead. Um, evidently, he was uh, stationed on the ferry in East Haven. He's the bottle boy. <laughs> bottle boy. That's bottle the one. boy. So I would, I would know that as the one that was being interrogated by my father, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm uh, not sharing that information. His name is Durst. Oh, please don't, please don't tell me his name. <laughs> I want to know. Tell me his name. <laughs> um, the other son's name is Nildar. Uh, and like it, as it turns out, it seems that Zardarok is paranoid about his sons. Um, he has had nine children thus far, uh, and several of them have tried to like overthrow him. Uh, and the majority of them have died, uh, as well as their mothers. Uh, hence the reason why you know, he's looking for a fourth wife. 
Um, so these two boys are basically the only ones that are left, and he tries to keep them as far away from him as possible. Uh, the other guy was at an outpost uh, north of the uh, north of Karakonik and Karadinaval. Um and he has been he he managed to get away, but he has been frustrated uh, thus far because his pet uh, zombie ogre uh, was taken down. <laughs> and his name is Nildar. Anyway, he's sulking at the end of the hall. I, uh, I do like a point. I, I do like the point that, like, we as a party have always just adopted things instead of fighting them. But we've also killed a large majority of pets. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know they were pets at the time. <laughs> Listen, they were trying to. They don't us. look like pets. I, I, I don't know. act like it either. I know. I'm just saying we have both tried to adopt many pets and accidentally murdered many pets. Listen, I don't count a zombie ogre as a pet. <laughs> Our buddy uh, Niflar did. <laughs> there are two different ways to get to the lower levels. Uh, they are both elevators. Uh, one is in that room where you sighted Drex before. Uh, and one is in the room, uh, in a training room, a little bit further down the hall. Uh, the one that, uh, the elevator in, uh, like, the guard tower, basically, goes down to a place behind the throne room. Uh, and the one in the training room goes down to... Ooh, I don't know what that is. It goes down to the eastern side of the forge level. I'll so double the, check what that is. The forge is like one entire level. Yes. Uh, and the is... majority of the fortress itself is actually on the forge level. Oh, okay. Where is the temple in relation to the forge? Uh, the temple in relation to the forge would be off to the east. Is it a good distance away? No, not really. It's fairly close. Love that, love that for us. Just a little jaunt. Mm. Uh, but yes, the uh, western side of the forge level uh, is where the entrance to the Underdark is, uh, as well as their mines, uh, where they mined for, like, ore to help create all of their weaponry. Uh, but there is also the throne room on that side. Uh, tell me, new friend, uh, does your future husband, um, also future corpse, usually spend most of his time in the throne room? <clears throat> he spends quite a bit of his time in the throne room. But if I were to guess where he is now, I'd say he's probably... Ordering around the cleanup crew around the forge. So he's in the forge. That's it's... where I would presume he is right now, yes. And I'll tell you what, the forge is going to be heavily guarded. It's surrounded... <coughs> Sorry, it's just all the smoke. <coughs> ah. It's surrounded by four watchtowers which has no less than three gods in it at any given time. Okay, so it's surrounded by four watchtowers, which 
have no less than three guards at any given time, meaning that there's a dozen guards watching the forge at all times. Love that for us. The love that for us will be psychically sent to Kawari and Hart. Um, okay. Um, psychically, Lydia will just say, Corey, do you have anything to add? Anything you would like me to ask? Any sort of input? I'm really showboating here at this point. I know, I know you know that, but... <laughs> uh, she will add... Uh, ask her if she thinks if the coup happens, are the guards more likely to strengthen uh, around the forge or leave to go help? <clears throat> so, um... If we were to successfully pull off this coup, kill the king and all of that, do you, would you understand the workings of this place quite well? I, I've been made aware. Um, do you think that the guards would lay down their swords type of deal and start listening to you? Or would they continue to fight to avenge their king? Would they stay around the forge? Oh, they would absolutely turn to me. Cool, 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 cool. And you're certain But Zadarak is dead. They have no one else to turn to. Right, but, you know, you're not his wife yet. Absolutely. So... But I am a prominent member of the Mozgart clan. Okay. And they are all just peons. So... They're going to be looking for the person with the most authority. Okay. Akuri's gonna think when she takes power, she's gonna turn on us. Now, forgive me, your future majesty, but <laughs> um laying it on a little thick. Yeah, well, I'm trying here. Um No, do go on. Okay. What assurances can you give us that we'll be given both safe passage and a little compensation for handing you a throne that you're not willing to risk your neck to get? Tell me what it is that you desire. What are you here for? If not to just kill Zadarak, is there more that you want? Heart, now the dreams. Well, obviously, we want Ten Towns to be left alone. And ah. we eventually want to put an end to the, to the eternal winter. I'd nearly forgotten about that. Um, she kind of puts out her cigar uh, and she goes up, up, and the little pseudo dragon hops up into her arms. Uh, and she tosses him just up into the air and he starts flying little lazy circles uh, above the table. Um, and she says, you're worried about the dragon that's trying to take down, you know, your, everything that you love and hold dear. <clears throat> just Most a little of bit. It, yeah. Well, here's the case. Here's what I'm getting at. 
uh, that forge is the only thing that keeps the dragon going. I can assure you that it's going to have to come back at some point. It's going to do some damage, sure. But it's going to need to come back for some repairs. No forge, no repairs. And you'd be okay with us disabling your forge? Destroying it, even? As I said, I have no interest in your terrifying, empty sky world. I want roofs. So most of, the, uh, most of it is just me packing up and getting back down into the damn underdark where I belong. Ku is successful. You are now ruling. And you decree that your people return to the underdark, stay in the underdark, and we can have a little forge-destroying party up here with no complaints from you. That's the plan. Okay. I like this plan. Um, I think before we get into specifics just to clarify you have no way of controlling the dragon that is already headed towards uh, our homes and our families and our places of worship and our places of you know employment my understanding is that it's pre-programmed if you want to see its uh, actual flight pattern uh, there's a war room right about that way so it's pre-programmed. There's no emergency off button. There's no uh, self-destruct button. Return to sender. Anything. Hart will put his hand onto like onto Lydia's shoulder, and he says, "You're not giving your or my brother enough credit. They'll be fine." I know. I just worry. You know, I worry. I always worry. Then let's worry about the things that we can handle. Okay. They grow up so fast. I don't want to die down here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to fail and have everyone die up there. On that note, I think that one of our very gifted strategic officers should have a seat, and we can plan this coup. <laughs> Corey's just, there's just gonna be a chair that comes out, and mm -hmm. then uh, the weight of someone sitting, and then uh, the chair pulling in. <laughs> and all you see is Corey just show up like this. She, like, scoots back a little bit, uh, and that pseudo-dragon literally just drops out of the air, out of surprise. Just like, ah! <laughs> she goes you cheeky bitch that's our <laughs> trick I learned from watching you and your people tried to stab me <laughs> well have a drink you bastard she like hands the just the entire jug to you yeah oh thanks I think the good drink should just take from the jug <laughs> well so thoughts on a coup Corey we bring up an uprising. 
in the dungeons. I'm sure everybody that is uh, beholden there will not like the people that beheld them to the dungeons. At the very least, a jailbreak is going to cause enough of a distraction. That was that my it gets a few of the guards off your back. That's true. So, if we have your word, we will create the coup with the uprising from the dungeons. It will distract a few guards. A lot of them will try to make it to Zardok. Uh, they should get through a few of those guard walls, and then we can head in and kill him ourselves. Make sure the job is done. So, you have no desire to keep any of the structures here. Like, no one's going to be living here after the coup, correct? My plan is going to be to pick up anything of use and head right back into the Underdark. Good. So, I, I like the fact that letting loose the prisoners, one, it's just the right thing to do. Two, it'll cause a distraction. However, I worry that it will not cause enough of a distraction. So what if you selected, we're putting a lot on the line here. You know, we are just three. But what if, if you selected some of your sneakiest and most trusted allies to maybe set fire to the throne room? I think you are my sneakiest and most trusted allies. Right. I am very powerful. Do not have cloning as an option anymore. There used to be two of me. It's a long story. Um, but I just think that if we could get two distractions going on at once, that that would leave the king a lot less protected in the forge where well, we can... Here's, I can. I can swing you this set the throne room on fire move if you can clear the throne room because that's where that mice in it is being held you know the mushroom ah. person with all the zombies ah. if you clear it out then i can get a very loud distraction happening in there we can One do thing that just saying. You don't want him to go into his temple, correct? Temple bad. Temple all-powerful. Why don't we set fire to the temple? Cots of his entryway to the temple? My worry with that, though, is that... Well, yeah, because I think either way the king's going to try and get to the temple, whether or not it's on fire. I think we need to focus our attention on this micronids thing. I'm assuming fire is the best because it is like plants. Plants do not like fire. Pretty simple. So we We're have less. to. We have to. You're talking as if this uh, mushroom person is doing this willingly. That thing's in chains. Hmm. So how about this? How many gods does he have around him usually? Around Zadarok himself? Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, usually just whatever gods are in the area. This place is crawling with him. So that'd be at least 12 in the forge. Add on probably another six. He is right now. If we take care of him, 
a friend here, and she'll point to the the older Durgar woman whose name I forgot. Um, Brendelfa Musgard. Brendelfa uh, Musgard. Um, sh- if we focus on him and not the guards or the Magnid, once the guards see he's dead, she can take over. And they'll stop fighting. Correct? Say that again. Once he is dead, the guards around him, if you take over, you can tell them to stop. Yes. Less bloodshed, and... more of your people that go into the Underdark with you. Hmm. We need to focus our power on him. Right. Yeah, of course. So I think the big worry that I have is that we start to attack him. He immediately gets into his temple where he is almighty and powerful and has a big mushroom creature that can wreak a lot of havoc coming Mountain from the throne. It's actually pretty small. Big in power. Um, <clears throat> I think you've got the wrong idea about this mushroom creature. They're a person there, much like the people in the dungeon. <clears throat> Not Tazadarak. Tazadarak, that's just a source of spores. Right. It's not moving around freely. It's been chained down in the throne room, and we've just been harvesting spores from it. So even if we were to release it, it wouldn't necessarily start working with us. But it would be working against Zadarok. I'm pretty sure that thing's got a bone to pick. Yeah. There's a lot of people here who do not like him. If we release them, they will be on our side. We can okay. go about this however many ways we want, we want, but we do have a time limit. Do we want to release the prisoners in the dungeons, loop around, get our mushroom fellow unchained, potentially point him in the direction of the temple, so if the king tries to go there, he's got that mushroom man to deal with, and then head to the forge and kill the king. Yeah, you know, one, two, three, punch. Yeah. Yeah, heart's here for it. Is there, do you know if there is, does the king sleep? I mean, yes, but the longer you wait around for him to sleep, the more that dragon's going to tear up your towns. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about the dragon again. We need to act and we need to act now. Okay. Let's go liberate the dungeon. All right. Uh, As you all uh, sort of hunch over and get ready to hash out your plan, I think that's a good time for us to go on break. Excellent. So we are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. So don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice, and we'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. Bye. And we're back! Hello, everybody! We have returned with a plan and a map 
and all sorts of other cool shit. Wings, take us away. Hey, everybody. I'm Wings, and we're back. Um, all right, so we have come up with a plan. Uh, you guys are going to go in, uh, go down the elevator that leads to the throne room, uh, and then go from there to the dungeon, uh, and then go from there to the forge. Uh, that is my understanding of the plan. Um, Grandolfa is also able to direct you to the war room, which actually has a very detailed uh, map of ten towns and the flight pattern that the dragon is going to take. Um, and I'm just going to say that like, if you have any more of those paper birds, uh, you can literally just do like a rudimentary drawing of that flight pattern. Uh, and say the order in uh, the order that the uh, dragon is intended to attack ten towns and send it off to your buddies to at least give them a heads up there. I have paper birds if you don't have any more. I think I gave you like four and I have three. Um, yeah, I can I I've only used the one. So I have three left. Okay. Just knowing that your characters are very intent yeah. on, like... we're probably going to send it to a couple people, though. So That's we're going to do... Uh, my way of thinking, just so you kind of have, like, an idea, would be, like, the people in East Haven that gave us the job originally. Mm -hmm. um, in the major cities that we know. Uh, and... Uh, Danica, probably. So yeah. Okay, so send uh, the attack pattern to several different people. You're going to send it to... Uh, I would say, not, like... I keep on trying to call him Durnan. Uh, Waylon, uh, mm -hmm. the speaker of East Haven. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly who I was going to say for East Haven. Um, I kind of already let Lucas know as well. <laughs> yeah. speaker, of, speaker of East Haven, Lucas... Danica... And Danica. Um, I would let uh, uh, not not the Zon know. Uh, All right. uh, since they are with uh, my other child, my uh, snow just child. Looking, <laughs> just looking at this map, uh, you can see that Dugan's Hole and Goodmeat are gonna get hit first. Uh, they're fucked. Love that. <laughs> That's gonna so be I'm gonna send conscience. one to the goblins as well, just in case. Yes, our goblin babies. Send Dugan's hole, anyways. I mean, I'm sure Dugan would enjoy and that. And send one to Dugan's hole as well. <laughs> no, don't <laughs> no, send no, one no. to Dugan's hole. They didn't come to the meeting. Yeah. They don't get to know about the dragon coming for them. It's all like, also, oh, you guys thought that you're gonna Dugan's be okay. Hole, so they really they asked for it. Uh... You do have to know. The people to send it to them. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do, we do. Um, and I would, uh, Corey. Okay, Corey sending one to East Haven. I'm using her four paper boards or three paper boards. East Haven. Okay. Um, Lonelywood. She's letting the speaker there know. Okay. And Dazon. Oh, Dazon's getting one. Well, he's with my snow child. I. Well, I would. Say yeah, he is. Child. Yeah. Sure. I'm gonna send it to my snow child. <laughs> not to Dazan, specifically not to Dazan, but to Roberta. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna erase Dazan. I'm just gonna cross him out. <laughs> Fuck you, Dazan. Is don't he care dead? About you. You're not even real. 
He's not even real. He's not Jazan. Like, well, nights in the courtyard about what happened during the guest game. I killed half of them. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, nights in the courtyard. Oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, <laughs> I specific... I'll be very quick, but I specifically did not watch the guest game because I didn't want it to influence what influence your decisions would yeah. be doing. Yeah. So I specifically have no idea. So the fact that you keep saying I killed half of them, my heart is in my stomach, Danae. That's my brother. They they got better. Don't worry, it's fine. It's no they children. did totally die though. They died. You guys are in the uh, fortress of Sunblight, uh, Zardarok's fortress of doom and despair um you guys are sending paper birds to your friends to warn them of the dragon and its intended flight pattern um this is accomplished uh and you are ready to descend into the throne room is there anything that you want to do before going down no no. Cool, let's do it. <laughs> um so uh Lydia will just give um heart um vigilant blessing so you have advantage on your next um initiative. Oh, okay, thank you. Heart. Um and I'm just trying to see okay, that's only a minute, so I don't want to do that. Ooh. Right. I have that. I love my new features. I do love it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Other than that, let's rock and roll, baby. All right. Um, Drex leads you back into the room where he was originally invisibly watching you. Uh, you come to realize that uh, he saw you guys standing outside the door. Uh, and he's the one that opened the gate to let you in. Hey, dude. Thanks, Drax. <clears throat> no problem. Um, and he... Sorry, I tied you up. <laughs> you I would have done the same to you! Hey! 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 Uh, he leads you to the elevator. There's this big, enormous wheel that's always kind of turning. Um, and he says... Uh, this should take you down into the room behind the throne room. Uh, and nobody should know that you are there, but I doubt that there will be no one in the throne room. It's okay. Mm -hmm. um, we can handle ourselves. I assume that it's been longer than an hour, is that correct? Since? Since we entered the halls. Oh. Yeah, I'd say you'd be coming up we've on We've been a planning hour. and we've been writing letters and... Um, Hart, do you think you could do that thing again that makes us extra sneaky? I, I think we're gonna need it. Yeah, Hart will most certainly do that thing. Uh, second level pass without trace, and when he does it, it's like, uh, it's like just like a cloud of dust, but the dust is, um, like star stuff, and he's going to just immediately wild shape into burning star, take on uh, Starry Form Archer. Just have that have that already up and going by the time that we get down there. I don't need to don't need to think about it too hard at that point. 
All right. Uh, the elevator that he sort of ushers you onto is more of a like a, a platform with chains uh, off to the sides. Um, and as you go and stand on the platform, you feel it kind of like moves underneath your weight. Um, he pulls a lever and um, the gears move to connect with that spinning gear on the side uh, and you begin to descend. Uh, and you go and you go and you go for what seems like an eternity uh, as you have to descend about a hundred feet to get into the belly of the Sunblight Fortress uh, until finally uh, it stops. You're in a dark room, but you can tell that it has opened up somewhat. How is Kuori handling her vision? Uh, uh, how how long do I have? Uh... You have eyes of night for eight hours, okay. so you're good. Cool, 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 cool. Sounds good. I'm then. handling great. Yeah, there's like an extra little silver tinge to Corey's eyes if you look close enough, and it's just the Raven Queen magic. It's okay. got that like reflectiveness from the back of the eye that ravens have. Mm -hmm. You see a pair of double doors in front of you. Hmm. Well, all right. Well, I think we should be as quiet as we can be, and uh, okay. Goes and go. opens the doors. <laughs> all right, uh, you open the doors to find two Duragar guards uh, facing you, uh, and they both kind of startle a little bit at the sight of you. Um, and they so they start to reach for their weapons, but they kind of stop and like look at each other. Have you tried the mushroom ale? Lydia will immediately, like, think into their heads the passphrase that Liz has forgotten the exact wording of. We prefer a more potent poison. And they both kind of sit back and cross their arms and, like, look away like, didn't see nothing. <laughs> this is working. This is working. This is working. Corey's <laughs> just gonna... Thumbs up and just head to the other double doors. All right. Uh, you would know that these doors lead to the throne room. Uh, and you can hear that there is some... Um, a, a little bit of, of movement behind these doors. Lydia, ask them how many people are behind these doors. Uh, are we still within 60 feet of our friends back there? <sighs> By the um, first set of doors? Yeah, because the map. One of the guards sort of scratches his nose um, and then raises um, a couple of hands for seven. That's a lot. We got this. <laughs> I wish that I had a spell to turn off all the lights in there. Like darkness? Well, I was more thinking, you know, a windy whoosh that would put out all of the torches, but... They have dark They don't vision. use torches. They have dark right. vision. Right. Right, yeah. Yep, yep. We got this. 
yeah, we got this. Uh, we sure do. We just need to release that mushroom and try not to be detected. Just give me a moment. Uh, Corey is going to crack the door open. Uh, where are most of the people? Okay. Um, you crack the door open and kind of peek in. Mm -hmm. uh, what you see is there is a green glow in this room. Uh, you're, and you're sort of drawn to that green glow. Uh, what you see is a figure uh, with sort of a mushroom cap head, kind of hunched over. Uh, and lit by that green glow is this white-furred, kind of long-limbed creature with uh, like really sharp teeth, just sort of grimacing this grin in its face. Uh, and appears to be shaking its severed arm at it. Like shaking the myconid's severed arm at it, or like its own severed arm at it? <clears throat> the myconid's severed arm. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. You see more figures sort of moving about in this light. Uh, and it, An idea. Uh, more of these creatures uh, who are glowing uh, with the same sort of spores that the myconid is, uh, and they're carrying jars filled with green goop. Can we see how, like, where the myconid is, like, chained? Like, is there, like, a bunch of chains going into one chain that's, like, got an attachment in the wall or in the floor type deal? Like, how is the myconid chained up? Uh, it appears to be just its legs that are chained to the ground, uh, but it's currently uh, brought to its knees. Is Can I see, like, where the chains go, though? Like, is there, like, a central... I'm thinking, like, the chains going into, like, a, a big metal loop type of deal with, like, a carabiner uh, clip. <laughs> sure, sure. Like, um... <clears throat> there is like a uh, an iron ring on the ground next to the mycenid, uh, and the chains are looped through that ring. Uh, okay, you guys, um, I have a I have a bit of an idea. If you can, if you can stay hidden, but get that creature in front of the mycenid to look anywhere but at the mycenid, I have a plan that might work. Uh. Koi's gonna open her spell book and tap to a page that says hallucinatory terrain. Uh, Burning Star manifests the staff of bird calls. But that would bring the creature towards you guys, which I also don't want. We can take it. Right, okay, so my plan Okay, okay, okay. I'll deal with the mushroom creature. I just need you to get the creature that's looking at it to not be looking at it and not die well, until I get back. Can you guys do that? Do you want me to create the a terrain? <laughs> I, I think maybe we can save that for the king. That might be something. Maybe make the king think that he's fighting on the surface or something. Um... So that he doesn't think he can run to his temple? That's actually a really good idea. Or does it just change, like, the actual terrain? Uh, it is a 150-foot cube in range. It can change the look, sound, and smell. Great. So we could have him fighting on, like, the side of an ice cliff. 
essentially. Yeah. So he doesn't think he can run to his temple. That would probably be really, really good. We should save that for. Yeah. It for does. Our it, it is a casting time of ten minutes, actually. So no, this. Would oh, be... okay. Never mind. But if I have ten minutes and I know where the king <laughs> is, ignore me. Um, uh, while you guys are making these plans, you can hear off to the right. There's the a voice of a Duragar, uh, from what appears to be or what seems to be the throne. Do we recognize that as the king? Well, if they're on Never the throne. Never seen the king. If I do surface level thoughts, is he thinking kingly thoughts? <laughs> um, do you have to see him in order to uh, do that? No. No. Okay. Uh, he's not thinking kingly thoughts. He's thinking snobbish princely thoughts. Ah, okay. Is it this son? Yeah. So... Lydia will telepathically say to Hart and Corey, uh, good luck. I love you. We'll see if this works. And you see Lydia sort of like hunch down and bring her arms in front of herself and um, lower her hands to unclasp her uh, sort of fur shoulder pad thing that she wears all the time. And as she releases the latch and lets go of the the fur, it morphs into black feathers. As you see, two large raven wings sprout from the backs of Lydia's shoulders. And she is going to sneak out the door and immediately fly up to the ceiling uh, as sneakily as possible. Uh, sounds like it's time for some stealths. <laughs> I can fly. She can fly. She can fly. And we have she plus ten, fly. yeah. Nice. Natural twenty. Nice. <laughs> if there was ever a time to get a natural twenty stealth check, it's right now. So that would be a total of thirty-one. I. That's really fucking good. You are the shadows. The shadows in the night. <laughs> no. Um, so Shadow hide you. Lydia's plan is to kind of wait in the shadows at the ceiling until there is some sort of distraction, and then she wants to fly down and unhook the myconid without causing a disturbance to it, if you get my meaning. I see. Okay. Well, um, all of those creatures, those big, uh, fuzzy, long-limbed creatures, um, which I will uh, here on out start to refer to as Quagoths, are basically kind of focused on the Myconid. So... Waiting for that distraction. <laughs> I will... Uh, as that happens, I'm actually going to cast Seeming on me and Heart, or Burning uh, Star, to okay. look like two Quagoths. <laughs> I... Ooh. All right. And up to a range of 60 feet. Doors open. Uh, staff of bird calls, yo. What's one thing that they most certainly haven't heard down here in the Underdark? Birds. <laughs> Turkey. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Sorry, I've got a drama. 
trauma. Let's, knights of the courtyard. Oh, oh God. God. Somebody please um, the words turkey trauma. You you it's, see it's um you see the white quagoth uh like he, like his ear like tips back in that direction kind of like he turns his head uh, and he like so he sort of moves very animatedly sort of almost snake like I would uh, describe him uh, he turns his head and his shoulders follow uh, as he sort of rearranges himself to like look in that direction uh, and he sees two more approaching quagoths. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the direction that quagoths are not supposed to approach. And he turns his head like, hmm? Um, you're doing seeming, right? Yes. Is there a insight check that you can do against um, ba, 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 ba. You can't change. Uh, It uh, fails to uphold physical inspection uh, because it's just an illusion. A creature can use his action to inspect a target and make an intelligence check against my spell save DC, which is... Oh god, I have spell save DC. 14. Okay. Oh. Okay. Um, he peels back his lips uh, and says something in undercommon to you. Um, and he's got kind of a haughty look on his face. Does anybody understand Undercommon? Of course I do. No. I, no, okay. none of us have ever I have understood. comprehend languages. <laughs> Am I within this is, feet? Yeah, this is enough of a distraction for Lydia to do what she intends. <laughs> I'm swooping. I'm a swooping. I'm a swooping. Uh, while she's doing that, I'm just going to mimic what he's saying in my best undercommon accent and uh, do the same type of haughtiness. I see. Um, so he kind of sits back on his digitigrade legs uh, and his like his big beefy arms are still long enough to reach the floor, uh, and he just kind of claws the floor in front of him uh, as he continues smiling ghoulishly at you, uh, and he repeats what he just said a little bit slower now, um, like as though he's mocking the way that you just said it. Like <laughs> your accent is terrible. <laughs> Uh, she's gonna do it, but, like, in, like, a mocking tone. Um, he, like, he, he, he stares at you for a second, uh, and then he just gives, like, this bark that you can, uh, determine is a laugh. Uh, and he just looks at the other, uh, the uh, spore-laden quagoths behind him, points at you guys, uh, says something to them, and they all start to move towards you. Let it happen. It's aggressively. <laughs> so, Lydia, what are you doing? I am. I am trying my best to unchain this myconid. Okay. Uh, I don't know if they gave rules for this myconid's chain, so I'm going to. That uh, seems weird that they wouldn't do that. They usually do something like that. Yeah, uh, like he has like so, uh, the amount of points. Are, how, what's your approach here? Are you gonna try and like just you know find a, a lock and like uh, undo the lock, or are you breaking the chain somehow? 
Uh, I think that Lydia would 100% look for a lock first, considering strength is not her strong suit. Um, okay. And I will also, um, like, psychically speak to the Myconid um, and say, I'm unchaining you, friend. Um, okay. Um, so you not be scared. Uh, do you know, like... Um the sound of kind of like leafing through um thick folders just kind of like mm -hmm. um it, it kind of makes that noise at you but like in a surprised fashion sort of like um and like you see those glowing green eyes turn to look at you um and, and like you get the idea that it like is familiar with like telepathic uh communication Telepathy. but it's not exactly used to other people initiating it i will just like look at as i'm like rifling as quietly as possible with this chain uh just like give him like the or them the mic and uh just like the warmest eyes and like please trust me type of face as i'm trying to figure out these chains <laughs> all right give me a sleight of hand check <laughs> skills sleight of hand at the bottom only a plus one that's unideal uh 12 okay um you begin fiddling with this lock uh do you have thieves tools at all i have tinkerers tools I'll, I will allow that. that. Okay. That works for me. Um, you begin to fiddle with this lock. Uh, I'm going to say that you get the idea that you can probably get this picked, uh, but it's going to take you a round to do so. Fair and valid. Uh, I will around. communicate that to our Mykonid friend and be like, soon you will be able to seek your revenge on those that have wronged you. Uh, <laughs> it acknowledges that, uh... I'm talking to a mushroom, y'all! Readily. Um, and, uh, I think now is the time to start rolling initiative, because those Quagoths are beginning to approach Kuori and Hart quite aggressively. Uh, Hart, do remember that you have, uh, I did advantage. remember. That allowed me to have a 17... Lydia got a three. Fourteen. Seventeen for heart. Fourteen for quarry. And three for Lydia. Oh, yeah. Okie doke. No problems. Nothing to worry about. Hey, it's click. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, was, <laughs> I had to go through my catalog of people. It's just a rel like. It's like, in this world, that's not an Underdark accent. In this world, that's <laughs> goblins. Goblins. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they you said they'd learn from a drow, so it is an Underdark accent. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, it's an Underdark accent with an Elvish twist. Um, here we go. So, at the top of the round is one of the Quagoth Spore Servants. Um, gotta open up its stat block so I actually know what it does. <laughs> um, so these 
four guys um, are are kind of moving a little bit more sluggishly, and they have uh, these spores kind of just pouring out of uh, different bits of them. Um, and they start to pick up uh, momentum. Uh, I'm going to say that this one's coming towards you, Heart. Uh, it starts moving a little bit uh, faster, and it rushes out in front of its leader uh, and comes at you like first with its shoulder and then with its entire arm as it attempts to claw you twice. Uh, 21 to hit. Ah, oh, it's too high. Six slashing damage, and the second one's going to be a seven, so that's a miss. Yeah, that is, uh, cool. Then it's uh, heart with the another spore servant on deck. I have a really important question. Okay. Normally, the spell plant growth is all normal plants within range of the spells casting. Sure. Myconid. Mm, interesting. Normal, not normal plant. I would say that it qualifies as not normal. All right, cool. Then my villainous plan that I had uh, is no go. Um, <laughs> I think plant growth also takes like 10 minutes. No, it's instantaneous. Oh. Yeah, that's very nice. Oh. If I focus on it for eight hours, it becomes fertile for a year. Um... But that is neither here nor there. So I have a spore servant on me. Then there's the one that was making fun of Kawari. So I am going to use uh, one of my one of my starry form magic missiles uh, and go after the duder. Um, who has the arm of the Myconid? The Quagoth leader? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then that's eight plus three. So 11 points of force damage. Okay. Um, and I Ouch. feel like, like the seeming was up. He got struck. Magic missiles are coming off, like the uh, like the I think burning. The seeming stays. Um... I would say, like, if anything, like his Quagoth form now just has like this large burning eye mm -hmm. coming from it, uh, and then he oh, terrifying rears back, makes his archer form or makes his archery stance, and then just looses forth uh, his starry form archer towards uh, towards Quagoth again for a nineteen to hit that's definitely gonna hit okay and then that is gonna be for a total of seven points of radiant damage okay uh were you attacking the quagoth leader or the yep. quagoth okay leader i'm not i'm not hitting any of these spore servants because they'll be they're a secret tool that we'll use later <laughs> <laughs> i see all right you said 19 uh 19 to hit for seven points of damage okay gotcha That's me. You're muted. It's funny story when you uh, use numbers in your numpad, uh, or, or rather 
uh, buttons in your numpad as your mute button. Uh, sometimes when you're doing math, <laughs> you'll accidentally mute yourself. And that's the first time that's happened to me. Whoops. Okay. Um, so uh, next is another Spore Servant with Kawori on deck. Uh, conveniently enough, it's going to come for you, Kawori. So roll tabs are open. Uh, a 10's not going to hit you. Nope. Uh, and a 7 also isn't going to hit you. Nope. So it swings at you twice, but it's just moving too slow. You easily sidestep it. Uh, Quarry, it's your turn. With the uh, other Spore Servant on deck. Quarry's gonna go straight for the leader as well. Uh, and she's going to do... Uh, two longsword attacks. Fourteen. Fourteen's gonna hit. Okay. Are you attacking uh, Spore Servant? The uh, Quagoth leader with the mic on an arm. Gotcha. Go on. Uh, it's gonna be ten points of damage in the first hit, and then the second hit is a natural one, so that's not gonna hit for a seven. Okay. Um, uh, and that is my turn because I am not having her do any magic yet. All right. Uh, the second Spore Servant, or rather the third Spore Servant, is going to come up to you, Kawori, and attempt to attack you. Uh, 21. That hits. Uh, I am going to use my Cosmic Omen, uh, okay. which was slatted at Woe. Uh, so I roll a d6, and it subtracts from that attack roll. Okay. That's a 5. So just... That's... 16. Pretty good. That would make it a 16. I don't think that hits. Nope. 18, maybe. So Thank what does you. it look like when heart prevents this attack from hitting? Uh, it's a... It's one of the spore servants. So I would think that it is, like, spore servant is about to strike out towards Kuori. Um, and heart's head just, like, quickly turns towards where the battle is taking place the eye just like flares up really quick um but it almost looks like the spore servant just got like hit in the head kind of thing like their head just sort of like cocks back really quick and they're sort of like put a little bit off kilter so when they go to make their attack it's just not like it's it can't land they are just okay. not able to uh it will so it basically like tries to re uh attack Kawari and like it gets like kind of stopped halfway through little it bit. looks sort of can it looks sort of confused and it goes for its second attack uh 23 to hit that hits all right five slashing damage okay all right, um, after the Spore Servant, um, there is a shout from the throne, uh, and you see a uh, white-haired Duragar uh, sort of stand up. Um, he's got uh, a belt with uh, all sorts of trinkets and trophies sort of hanging off of it, uh, and he shouts something in Undercommon. Uh, it, it seems that he's trying to raise some sort of alarm. Uh, and then uh, the Quagoth leader uh, is approaching. I think that he's going to identify Hart as the bigger threat. Um, 
So I think what he'll do is he's going to... He, he's been hit a couple of times now, uh, like, and they, you've opened up a few wounds on him with uh, this sort of dark blood beginning to uh, stain his white fur. Um, he's going to sort of reach up with a claw, uh, and he's going to cast Cure Wounds on himself. Dick. Yeah. Counterspell. Not allowed, they're not allowed to heal. I'm a druid. I don't have counterspell. Yeah. <laughs> like Pokemon trainers using potions. Gym leaders aren't allowed to do that. Get one full Radius heal. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Just yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Doesn't help him a whole lot. <laughs> uh, what a goober. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so that's his action. Uh, I don't think he has a bonus. Oh. Does he? Not yet. That's fine. He has a he has an ability that I need to remember. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, on its turn, the Mycenid Sovereign is going to... Like, you see its entire body begin to inflate. Uh, just sort of drawing in the air around it. Uh, and then it lets out a sort of, <laughs> it lets out this uh, and a cloud of spores just sort of juts out uh, and rolls across the floor around everybody. Um, it, <laughs> I think, I think you have a choice not to breathe these in. Um, Just says that it affects creatures within 30 feet. All right, yep. Yeah. Uh, it poofs out these spores, um, and suddenly everybody's brains get a whole lot noisier as you can hear everyone's thoughts. Chris. Uh, Lydia will just start listing off, like in her head, she is just going to start listing off the names of everyone that she loves and is fighting for. So it will be a repeating list of Lucas, Quarry, Hart, in no particular order. <laughs> Bless. Danica, like that, she's just, because she doesn't want to give away any of their plan, nothing. She is just chanting the names of the people she loves and whom she is trying to protect. Okay. Uh, Lydia, it's your turn. Uh, by the end of your turn, uh, you have chunk. Uh, undone the padlock, and the mice in it is free. Excellent. Be free, my mushroom friend. Um, it begins to sort of, like, lumber to its feet, uh, standing uh, much taller than anybody in the room, including the Quagoths. Um, and you, like, it kind of looks at you and goes, uh, and you get a, a feeling of gratitude from it. Um... The other spore servant is going to realize what Lydia is doing and take a few swings at her. Uh, 16? Friend! I am, I am not a... Um, I have to quickly check whether or not I put on my new breastplate in D&D Beyond because I'm not sure if I did. So please bear with me for just one moment. Yeah, definitely already put it on. Uh, 16 does not hit. 
Well, a seven definitely isn't going to hit either. Um, this Quagoth comes at you sluggishly, uh, but you are able to hear it coming uh, and dodge out of the way nimbly. All right, uh, that's it for that guy. Um, the Quagoth Spore Servant at the beginning of the round is going to take a few swings at Hart, who is on deck. Uh, 22? 22 hits. Okay, that's going to be 7 slashing damage and 17. Uh, Cosmic Omen, whoa! For a 6, so that one misses, but I will take the initial, sla uh, initial damage, which was 5 slashing? 7. 7, okay. Uh, it is your turn, Heart, with a Spore Servant on deck. Okay, sounds good. Um, same verse as the first. Uh, I am going to Magic Missile the leader and then Archer him. There, there's a motorcycle outside right now. I apologize. Uh, so, Magic Missile... That is going to be for another 11 points of uh, force damage. <clears throat> okay. Followed up by a modified 20 to hit for another 7 points of radiant damage. Okay. It's looking pretty rough. That's all I got. All right. Uh, the Spore Servant on Kawori is going to take a s couple of swings at it, or at them. Gosh. Um, <laughs> doing my best here, you guys. It's okay. I have little brain. Um, 16 to hit? Does not hit. Okay, and then the 7 is not going to hit either. Kawori, it's your turn with a Spore Servant on deck. Uh, gonna hit that Quagon. I want to keep saying Quagon Jean. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the 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 haughty one the one that's not a servant um yeah 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 that one uh two more hits with my long sword uh 14 set that hits 14 so definitely hits that's gonna be another 10 points of damage okay and then a eight you impale it Uh, and you watch the life drain from its eyes. As that happens, I'm just gonna... Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna repeat what is said in a mocking tone. <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> as it slides off of your sword, uh, the other Quagoth that was on you uh, mm -hmm. takes the pot off of its back and just pours some spores onto him. Uh, and you see uh, his eyes begin to glow green. Mm, I hate it. Um, where is this princeling? Uh, princeling is up on top of... Uh, he's, he's still up on the throne. Um... And he's, he seems to be shouting uh, and pointing at you. Um, and you, <laughs> you, you see him like take a, a like a, a a double, uh, a double take when, I mean, like you guys still have seeming up, right? I feel like she would have dropped it as, uh, okay. as, as the seeming drops. 
he does a double take, uh, and you can tell that he's recognized you, and uh, his voice goes up a couple of octaves. <laughs> or he's gonna look at him while the quagga is impale and just take her sword out. Uh, I'm gonna go to him to hit him. <laughs> okay. Uh, an 18. 18's gonna hit. Uh, only five points of damage. Okay. Just to get him to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so that poor servant is busy bringing his boss back to life. Uh, Nildar, uh, which is the name of this little princeling. Um, oh, Nildar. What are you gonna do? You've gotten yourself into quite the mess, haven't you? Um... I think he's going to turn invisible. That that sounds like something that he would do. Uh, he turns invisible and he's going to try and run away from you. Uh, that means that he can't disengage, so you can get an opportunity attack against him. However, it is at disadvantage. Uh... That's fine. I'm going to try and actually hit him with a spell because I have Warcaster and I can use my reaction to cast a spell of one time. Of one action, sorry. Uh, what am I going to do? Uh, I'm going to use. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to use Lightning Lure. Uh, Uh, so they, um, well, it says I have to see them, so I don't think I can because they're invisible, so one second. Uh, I'm just going to use Firebolt then, um, and that will be, ooh, not good, 10 to hit. Nope. Yep, he fair. nimbly dodges out of the way. I mean, that was, yep, yeah, I, I rolled two fours, yep. All right. Um, <laughs> scary Quagoth boss, uh, is going to shudder back to life, uh, and take a wild swing at the closest person. I'm pretty sure that's heart. Yeah. Oh, natural 20. Okay. Oh, no. That's fine. Um, so that's going to be, oof. Max damage uh, for 18 slashing damage. Oh, that's fine. Not preferable, mind you. Uh, and with his Wounded Fury, does an additional 6 damage. Okay. And now he's going to take his second swing. As you do. Uh, 11 will not hit you. No. That's correct. Um, so basically he's lying on the ground and I think that, uh, Burning Star has like, you know, deeming him as no longer a threat and is like looking elsewhere. Um, when suddenly a claw just digs into his side and jerks him back. Uh, and as he tries to, uh, get him again, uh, Burning Star is able to evade the second strike. You done messed up, boy. Uh, the Mycenid... Sovereign on his turn is going to get in between a couple of spore servants 
um, and just sort of like beat into its own chest uh, and a different colored cloud of spores is going to come out of its body uh, and they need to make a couple of constitution saving throws Uh, which they are going to fail, uh, and the two of them both go stiff as they are stunned. Uh, Lydia, it's your turn. Uh, so seeing all of this unfold, Lydia has a mental question about one of her spells, uh, and Liz is trying to figure out how she wants to phrase the question. Um, uh, okay. Uh, as plainly as possible. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, okay, so it says each creature of my choice that I can see. So I can choose not to attack the myconid. Mycenid. Mycenid, yep. yes. Um, so Lydia is going to fly up, but towards wherever, like, the most central point of the action is. Okay. Um, uh, the Mycenid uh, infers to you that it's taking back what belongs to it. Okay. Telepathically, all, all, all telepathic thoughts are open right now, right? So. Yeah. Lydia will just. It, it's the list that's continually going. Like, I don't. Gotcha. Lydia doesn't want to give away any plans. Okay. Um, she vaguely attempts to make the same, like, like folder sound of agreement uh, verbally, but that's about it. Um, but I uh, to like I've I've gone back and I've read the uh, effect of the rapport spores. Uh, it seems to imply it, it says they can uh, telepathically communicate with one another. So mm. I think that if you wanted to like pick and choose who could hear you, I think that that's that's totally a go. Oh, okay. Well, then Lydia will try and explain our plan in very quick terms of being like, "Hey, attack these guys all you want, but as soon as you're done here, can you go to the temple and stop the king that's been keeping you um, captured for um, trying to enter the temple?" type of scenario <laughs> um the mycenid sovereign uh says that basically their plan right now is to take control of the spore servants here uh and then find out what they're gonna do from there cool 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 cool, cool. um so it changes my plan a little bit uh so the Beastie boys that are still up. How many of them are there? There's the All prince. Right, there are two of two of them that are stunned by the sovereign. Um, there are two of them that are still on the attack. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the boss guy, and the prince has gone invisible. Okay. So three visible. I don't um, have see invisibility still. That's unfortunate. Um, Lydia is going to take out her bell and cast Toll the Dead at the um, guy holding the our, our new mushroom friend's arm. The leader. Okay. Um, so they need to make a wisdom saving throw of 15 or higher. Please. Okay. Sagan, who you were attacking? the leader 
leader. Okay. Uh, 18. Dang it. Well, then nothing happens. But y'all hear the sound of a creaking ship fill the throne room. Okay. That's... Yeah, uh, actually, what I will do, because it's a bonus action, uh, and I only used a cantrip, uh, I'm going to hit heart with a lovely healing word, just at first level. Where's my D4? Can't find my D4, I'll just... Still appreciated. Oh, okay. Eight. Eight <gasps> points back. Thank you. You are welcome. Uh, and that'll be Lydia's turn. So she's sort of 30 feet above everyone in the room. Okay. Um, in like the center of the action, but up. Gotcha. All right. Fly. <clears throat> I can fly. <laughs> she can fly. She can fly. She can fly. <laughs> um, spore servant is going to take a couple of swings at uh, Kawori. Uh, 23 to hit. Yeah. Nine slashing damage. And then 18 to hit. Ow. Yep. Six slashing damage. Ow. Ouch and ouch. Okay. Um, at the beginning of the round, um, the first... Quagoth spore servant uh, sort of shudders a little bit, um, and its eyes turn the same color green as the spores coming off of the mycenid, um, and it seems to have been taken under control. Heart, it's your turn. Um, so the mycenid boss, or the Quagoth boss who has the mycenid arm, he looks fine? He has perished? And then returned as a spore servant. Cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, I'm gonna magic missile him. I. The name broke. Uh, for a total of ten points of force damage, and then my radiant blast. Do, do. Ugh, natural one. That's not gonna hit. Okay. That's it. That's it for me. Alright. Um second Quagoth spore servant is going to shudder and become friendly. Quarry, it's your turn. I We'll still try to suss out this princeling. All right. Uh, give me a perception check. Uh, Sixteen. Uh, you spot, or rather, you can hear his little uh, princely footsteps, uh, sort of sprinting across the room. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Boop. Uh, she is going to 
I think it's only one. Oh, it's three. Uh, sure. I only have first level. I'm going to cast Magic Missile. Missile. Uh, so three darts. Uh, do 1d4. Uh, three different things. It's one d four plus one. Ten points of force damage. All right. Um, um, well, he's gonna have to do a concentration check. Uh, that's a twenty. He's still invisible. Yeah. You hear him go ah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and then some Yosemite Sam style cursing. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is frassum. That is my action. Okay. That's all I got. All right. Uh, anything else for you? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll maybe use second wind. Cause I, okay. I'm on the wall. That's a, that's probably a good move. Yeah. Not gonna lie, it's okay. a pretty good move. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's I got twelve back. That's good. All right, uh, uh, a spore yeah. servant is going to come running at you, um, and is gonna try and make make it your problem. Fourteen's uh, uh, not gonna hit, but a twenty-four definitely is, as you take uh, six slashing damage. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Good thing I did the uh, thing. Good thing you did the thing. Yeah. <sighs> um. You can, uh, invisibly, uh, you hear Nildar continue to try and shout and raise an alarm. Uh, outside, you can hear the sound of uh, arms. Mm. Not like, you know, arms, but like... <laughs> people the, raising you know, weapons. People, yeah, exactly. Like the rattling of, uh, of weaponry and, mm. uh, and, and, and armor. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Krob, which is the name of this, uh, leader fella, uh, is intent on just, just making sure Hart has a bad day. So he's coming at you. A seven's gonna miss you, and then a natural one's definitely gonna miss you. I think that Burning Star has this guy's number now, um, and as he's swinging at you now a lot more clumsily and slowly since he's been zombified, uh, you're just, like, very easily and deftly, smoothly even, moving out of his oh, yeah. attacks. Uh, and even as you are doing this, um, the Mycetid Sovereign comes up from behind him, um, and he, like, reaches back to attack once more, and the Mycetid Sovereign just catches his arm with his one remaining arm uh, and pulls him in as uh, it releases more spores. Oh, um, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna be your friend now, uh, as he is stunned by the Mycenid. Uh, Lydia, it's your turn. Okay, so, there um. There is one more, uh, how should I say, a hostile spore servant, and also the invisible Nildar who is calling in reinforcements. If he's invisible, but talking, do I know where he is? Yes, you know where you can target. However, you'll be doing so at disadvantage. Dang it. I don't want to use any of my spells. It's not enough to negate invisibility. I'm sorry. 
I really don't want to use too many of my spells here. It's almost like it's a catch. It's <laughs> almost like that's what they want you to do. Yeah, it's almost as if my DM has given me a particularly difficult task and I gotta choose whether or not to save my prior <laughs> power for a king or prevent said king from being informed that we're here. It's Dungeons and Dragons! Hey! Danae, you're a treasure. Thank you so much. Um, okay. I love you. <laughs> I love you too so much. I just don't know what to do. Um... Uh, Lydia can see that Quarry's looking pretty hurt. How's Quarry looking? Pretty hurt? Uh, she 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 is not too horrible. Not as bad as before. She's uh she she her tattoos glow. She looks a little healthier than she got hit again. It's fine. Okay, 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 okay. Um Last question, then I promise I will take my turn. Do I get the sense from the sound of arms outside that the alarm has already been raised? Um, you hear the sound of arms outside, but you don't hear any, like, uh, alarms going off. Like, there's just, it, like... <laughs> I'm, I'm, the reason I'm You're asking is... staging a coup. I would say that the fortress hasn't been alerted yet, but the guards standing outside definitely have. Uh, okay, so Lydia would like to use her action to cast Toll the Dead at whatever remaining creature aside from the prince okay. is still up. Uh, what kind of save is that? I it know is a, save. a wisdom save. Okay, which they're not good at. Um, how's a 12? Not, not good enough. My DC oh, is... Okay. So, what is the... Have they lost hit points yet? Uh, unfortunately, no. Damn it. Okay, that's 2d8 then. Give me my 8. There's my 8. 1. Yeah, that's right, you're past 5th level. 2. Okay, so that is... 7 plus 5. 12 points. Okay. Um, of Nicole damage. That's still a decent amount of damage. Dang. Uh, and then I would like to use... Lydia would like to use her bonus action, her movement to fly above the doors, the double doors that exit. Mm -hmm. I have 50 feet of movement. Is that while I'm flying? Is that enough to get there? Yeah, that's reasonable. Okay. Um, and she would like to telepathically say the code word to the guards outside the door. I don't have to see oh. them. I just have to be within 60 feet of them. Okay. Um, there is no friendly response. But that was a good move. Okay, okay, I like okay, your moxie. Okay, okay. Thanks, you know, try my best here. <laughs> All right. That's, uh, yeah, that's my turn. But she'll stay hovering above the door in case they come in. This Quagoth Spore Servant is going to take a couple, a uh, couple more swings at Quarry. Ah. <clears throat> uh, an eight is going to miss, but a nineteen just might. Yeah. All right, that's another five slashing damage. Ow. Uh, at, at the end of this uh, turn in the round, 
um, the doors at the head of the throne room throw open, um, and four Duragar guards come streaming in. However, they are met by uh, the Quagoth Spore Servants, now under the control of the Mycenid Sovereign. Um, and <clears throat> by stepping forward and grabbing that last uh, Spore Servant, he's able to also wrang wrangle him under his control. Um, and the Sovereign sort of looks to the rest of you and says, get out of here, I'll handle this. Um, and you see the Spore Servants and the Duragar begin to fight one another. And I think at that, we're going to call it for tonight. Oh boy, which means oh, next time boy. we pick up, we're going to be in the midst of a dungeon siege. Hope you Leia. all are ready, because I sure as hell am not. But I never know what to expect whenever Wings is on the channel. Wings, thank you so much for running this game. Where can we find you? What do you do? Hey everybody, I'm Wings, also known as Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings, mostly related to D&D &D and a lot of things on this channel. You can also find me at Danae Keener on Twitter. I've got a schedule there that lets you know all of the things that I'm up to. Um, so go and check that out, DanaeKeener.com. Hey everyone, my name's Seton. Uh, if you don't know me already, I've been on this channel for a while now. I feel like I'm becoming a new regular and that has a little special place in my heart. Um... But you can find me here Sunday nights and as well, hopefully starting tomorrow, uh, next week, we'll see how things go. You can find me here on Thursdays again. Uh, before our break, I was here on Thursdays playing Masked, like uh, Indoorazeth. All those awesome uh, VODs are on YouTube. We're going to be playing CDF Mist next Thursday, hopefully. Um, <laughs> and um, you can also catch me over at the Hive Goblin Sunday morning, specifically. 11, 12 hours before this starts at 10 a.m. EST. Um, and uh, I'm DMing for a few friends of mine. They are in a uh, uh, an, uh, a new arc uh, with an old boogeyman of them. Of theirs. Uh, soon next week, you should be able to catch me at Plot Hunters. We're starting back our fourth season that is also in the Underdark. So, takes a little, so we like the little bits of Underdark here. You may like that. Um, and God, I don't think I have anything else, but you can find me here. You can find me on Twitter, Alyssa Van, but I do arts and other stuffies. Uh, and that's it. That's me. I'm tired. Oh, hi everybody. It's me, uh, Liz Mack. Uh, you can find my social medias. I have a fancy dancy new link tree. So it's linktree uh, slash Liz.mac. That's got all my socials on it, Twitch, Twitter, and all that fun stuff. Since you last saw me here on Sunday nights, um, uh, my lovely game Operation Tango, which was featured last week here on this very own channel with our master hacker and our sexy agent, um, has released on Xbox platforms, which is really, really cool. And it's been great to welcome in more players to our community. It's 100% crossplay, and we have a friend pass. So if you want to grab a copy, that information is also in my link tree, or you can follow my studio account, which is at Clever Plays on Twitter and uh, Clever Plays Studio here on Twitch. I'm here every single Sunday night that we have a game. And uh, yeah, much love to all of our other players. And thanks again, Danae, for running the game. And if this is your first time joining us, you... hey everybody, hi acorns, how's it going? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the indoor adventurer, your local sexy secret agent, 
this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indooradventures to check up on all the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, including full playthroughs of Curse of Strahd, Ghost of Saltmarsh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, uh, Tyrant Security, Tomb of Annihilation, Masks, The Green Sun, all of the backlog of Monster Noir before you can catch us at our actual series that we're going to be having uh, with it that'll be regular and not just once a month maybes. Uh, that'll be hopefully starting on this Thursday. We're going to be playing uh, the City of Mists game. So I am looking forward to it. It looks like a really fun system. We got a great crew for it. So come on by check us out for that one uh but for right now we are going to be going into our patreon supported after show called knights in the courtyard where we answer questions not only from each other but also from the community so if you have any questions that you'd like to ask myself or any of these other fine folk feel free to join us on our discord or post them in the twitch link or twitch chat to the side we will do our best to respond in kind but with that i would like to say once again thank you to danae for running this absolutely incredible game thank you to all these players for putting up with our bullshit once again this week and we'll see all of you guys next time all right everybody bye bye